The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to The Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, well, it's just, um, I was telling someone earlier, I just love um, being part of this radio show and just the amazing humans that you know come through this show as intentional spirit people that are inventors innovative uh, people that have you know overcome walked on the other side of tragedy um, individuals that talk to their loved ones that are in the afterlife I mean it's just uh, so filled with rich and wealth and information and data and I always believe that, you know, the mind already responds to what it already knows, the data we've collected, what we learned, what we took a test about or whatever, but it truly is the heart that lives in that beautiful mystery of what we don't know yet. So having said that, I'm very excited today that we have Martin and Susan Fisher. If you're not in relationship, by the time you watch them for an hour, you're going to want to go get one. (laughs) Because they are just truly an example of what love looks like out loud. Martin and Susan, welcome to our show today. It's an honor to have you. Thank you. That was quite a sweet introduction. And, and we do true. feel that way about each other. We, we truly love each other. Yeah, it's it's very true. And you have that giddy chemistry going on. And uh, I'm gonna, I have lots of water I'm going to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have true love too, so I, I join you in that. I, I, I'm one of those that got to say yes, that happened to me too. So how, take us back, you know, start us at a starting place of, of uh, about either your work or how you came together, how you met, um, how this path unfolded that you created this unique and original body of work that's impacted, I would say millions. I'm saying millions. I'm thinking already or are they're, they're on their way. So Absolutely. tell us about all of that. Give us some history. Yeah. So I met, I met Martin two weeks after I married my second husband. We worked at the same company. We became really good friends. But timing wasn't right. I was, you know, had a road to go down and three children to have. And so we lost touch for 13 years. And we both had a rough 13 years, I would say, and learned a lot of lessons along that road. And we can talk about that if you're, if you, if we go that direction. But we reconnected when, after I had had my first experiences understanding what we call our natural number. So I had been in a very abusive awful relationship with my three kids and we were alone. I was a single mom for seven years, living off food stamps, having quite a rough life. Mm. And I knew I, I wanted to dig myself out of that. And so I started actually becoming a life coach. And as part of that life coach training, I found out my natural number. It was new discovery at the time, 20 years ago now. 
And at that point, I found my calling, which is to research this, understand it, teach it, talk about it. And then Martin reappeared back in my life after he'd gone on his own journey. And we reconnected so fast. We were married within nine months and living together within three weeks of reconnecting. So it was uh, the destiny of our relationship has always been clear to us at some, you know, actually fairly obvious level. Right. We, just, <laughs> we just had to own it. Had to get over our stuff. Yeah. And, and we got back together through a series of very happy guided coincidences is what I would call it. Um, and we'll talk a bit about that, how that relates to who I am. But my natural number is natural number five. And what that means is that I'm very much driven by making decisions by signs. A sign will turn up. And I had a sign to call a friend of ours, a mutual friend. And through a series of interesting coincidences, we actually got back together sort of nine months later. So our journey together started because I was able to listen to what I was meant to listen to. And after getting together in 2008 and Susan identifying my natural number, it made sense to me. So when we got together, we realized that this was an important thing that we could do together. And we've been working together on this ever since. Mm -hmm. What is this? Is the obvious next question. <laughs> so what Susan discovered and where we've gone is that, as it turns out, even though there's 7 billion people in the planet and people tend to think, well, either no one's like me or everyone's like me, the truth is actually somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. We actually have nine what we call centers in our bodies that are defined by a well-known series of muscles and fascia and the rest of these things. And one of these centers is born active in us. It actually seems to start showing before birth. But when you're born, one of these nine centers is active. And this center determines how your body's shaped, how you move, how you love, what you care about, how you process data, how you interact with other people. And we've been lucky enough to know this for most of our relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's made a huge difference because Susan and I love each other for who we are and the gifts that we give each other. And we manage to know what it is that Susan does as Susan, that I do as Martin, that if we didn't know, would actually tend to you know, potentially... We, we, might, we might fight about those things. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what we've discovered is that this natural number doesn't repeat in families, which means that your parents, not like you, your brothers and sisters are not like you. So you've never been seen for who you are and never been honored. If you're lucky enough to have been down a path where you know yourself deeply, then that's awesome. But we find that most people we work with never actually feel honored and seen as much as they could be. At this level of their nature. Because this is about your nature. We have nurture that lays upon it, but your body is your nature. It's your earth suit, what you're traveling on planet earth. And, and it's equipped in a very particular way. And that is, uh, so we've been researching that and trying to understand what it means and why it's important. And that's kind of, we're yeah. on that journey. And yeah. this, this is not new stuff, too. I mean, these, you know, there's evidence the Egyptians knew about this. If you go back far enough through history, 5,000 plus years ago, this was known, I think, way more than it is. Mm. In some form. Um, yeah. Well, you know, the other thing that I hear, which is pertinent to a lot of people listening, is that what I hear is that. <clears throat> And this is what I say about my relationship of 16 years now. We were friends 10 before that, my wife and I. And I say that, you know, what we both knew is what a relationship, what we didn't want it to look like. And, mm -hmm. and what I applaud you about, you know, people, a lot of times people just close their heart down because they say, you know, I was in a relationship. It was bad. It was abusive. Like you said, Susan, it was hard. It was difficult. And I, I'm unwilling to go through that again. 
what they don't understand is they cheat themselves because the best knowledge that we can receive often is what our bad relationship looks like. And then we know the difference, but the key, which is what you're talking about with your body of work. So we're doing a little tease out there to all of you. If you've had a relationship that didn't work, the difficulty is more than likely, that's what we know about divorce, right? Mm -hmm. The 50 or 60% that divorce the next time around the 70% divorce, because what they do is they take into relationship what they don't want and that protective shield and that closed heart and coming from the head of I'm determined. Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, no, no. You already shown me, you know, you showed me a sign with the way you do your toothpaste. I won't have it. I'm out of here. You know, kind of thing. I'm being, obviously I'm being exaggerating, but what I hear, and this is what I want to acknowledge about you is that you both showed up as if you had no history. You did, but you showed up like brand new day, brand new relationship. I'm new. I know what I have in mind. You know what you have in mind. Let, let's see what was co-created for us to be together. And I just get goosebumps about that because, and you know, because that is such a huge missing in our society. We have so many people that are coupled and energetically as a shamanic practitioner, they just really don't have any cords. There's their cords aren't connected. It's like, how does that work? And yet, you know, we you're like a mirror of what it looks like. It's like, wow, that's what it looks like. Don't forget that, everybody. Keep this on your YouTube. (laughs) So when you're out there shopping, if it if it doesn't look like that, well, that's not it. (laughs) Right. Ironically, uh, one of the things that we have learned in our research is that we are attracted to, to natural numbers that we know well. So mm-hmm. because we give love in a very physical way, uh, each of the natural numbers hugs in a different way. So what happens is we get attracted to relationships with people who share natural number with our parents or our brothers or sisters or a, an influential mentor because we know that form of love. So that's what looks attractive. But if we haven't healed the relationship, with those people who have nurtured us in our life, if they have caused some sort of trauma or damage, we're now dealing with that trauma and damage in our new relationship, attempting to heal something that you can't actually heal there. Mm-hmm. So it, uh, it, is, it is not uncommon for people in their first or, and or second marriage to, to do that over again. Uh, we actually consciously manifested each other. I, I sat down and I, uh, decided I wanted a natural number five. Like I knew enough about the system. I knew what I needed. And I actually sat down with a friend who was natural number three. And you take three and six together, and that's all about manifestation. How do we feed energy and information into the universal field so the universe can manifest, right? So I sat down and I said, I want a guy who has a similar worldview, my age, healthy, doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, and has natural number five, and there were other attributes. And here I am. And, and I want him in five months. And sure enough, five months later, he turned back up in my life. It was just, just amazing. And so I truly believe we can create and manifest when we're really clear about who we are and what we're wanting to create in life. You have to get that clarity. And that's one of the things I love about the work that we do is it gives you clarity about who you are at that deep, 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 profound level. And I think you would agree that 
when they say you, it's hard to love somebody else if you don't love yourself, I think this is part of that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I, I didn't, you know, people would say, oh, you have to love yourself. You have to love yourself. I'm like, well, what does that mean? I didn't even know what that meant until I started into this work and I started exploring what is it like to open your heart to source mm-hmm. for you. And, and that mm-hmm. depends on your natural number because you actually open your heart through your body to source in a different way depending on what your natural number is. So the experience is actually different for each natural number. And that was mind-boggling. Yeah, well, you know, the other thing that's coming up through me is how, you know, when and because I'm in the field also of spirituality and metaphysics, uh, it, it, you know, the whole thing was missed. Even if you had any kind of sense of religiosity, which we're spirituality. We're not in a box. We're outside of the aquarium, so to speak. But it says, love your neighbor as yourself. And that very few people ever teach that. Oh, what happened to the as yourself part? You know, because that's what you're toting around and that's your mirror and that's your perceptions, your filters and, you know, all that. But the other thing that I'm that I'm hearing kind of underneath is that, you know, what you're talking about is so simple and, and yes. because it's simple then some people may resist buying it buying the idea because we live in a world that often convinces itself that it has to be hard right up with my number you check me out you, you have me stand and you tell me all this and i'm you know i'm a five and i look for this number and that's it Oh, that doesn't sound painful enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's simple, but it's not There's not a struggle. Yeah. Well, it start, what it does is it starts a journey. When you find out and you learn how to activate your, you learn consciously how to activate your own body through its natural number area. So each uses right. a particular set of muscles, bones, and fascia to create a very specific tuning of the body. Uh, Martin talks about it being like we're, radio stations and we're a little staticky until we get our natural number tuned and then you can learn to activate the other parts of the body which is like turning being able to tune to nine radio stations instead of one and all of a sudden all this information is available to you and since most of our communication is body-based i mean depending on who you listen to 40 percent of the communication or 80 percent of the communication is body-based when you know your body then you can translate and talk with your body to you and your neighbors and your neighbors can hear you better because you are who you are. And I think part of the confusion in this world is that if you don't know who you are, then it's hard for everyone around you to know who you are, which makes communication mm-hmm. and relationship really hard. Right. The things that are the differences that you fall in love with become the source of those perpetual problems. Mm-hmm. And when you and then when you start to, you know, tear at your partner around those the those differences. The relationship, you know, starts down a spiral that is hard to get out of. But this gives you a simple, simple way. And I know that if Martin is acting condescending or being upset with me, I haven't honored who he is in some way. And so this gives me a quick and easy reset. I can either activate his natural number or I can activate mine or both. And then we can communicate more effectively through our bodies. And understanding what our superpowers are, and we use the term loosely because it's not really yeah, a superpower. Absolutely, but it is. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so knowing what our superpowers are is like 
and knowing the numbers is like some people value relationship over process. Other people value process over relationship. Just understanding that simple thing. You know, my partner would like me to give them eye contact so they can understand me better, but I don't need eye contact. In fact, it's distracting. There are so many little bits and pieces of relationship that we take for granted. As you say, it's well, and we misunderstand. And misunderstand. Right. We have all sorts of ideas about how other people should behave. And if they just behaved a little bit more well, like we think, then, you know, they'd be better and we'd get along better. So, but that's actually not the solution. The right. solution is to say, oh my God, Martin has these beautiful attributes. And I, I, I was attracted to the beautiful attributes of Martin. And over time, I'm building a, a more and a greater love for those attributes and appreciation of, of who he is and what he brings to the world. And, mar I marvel at him. And knowing myself and how I am, my world, my world is versus Susan's world is, I anticipate her needs because it's built into me. It's not something my parents trained me to do, which is what I thought until I discovered all this. It's like, no, I actually anticipate her needs because I love doing that. And I don't expect her to anticipate my needs because that's not how she's built. She has various other gifts that she gives me. So the, all these sources of potential tension become much better understood. And so, so I can let go of, you know, she's not who I needed to be because she's not supporting me the way that I want to be. No, I actually support her the way that I want to support her and the way that she wants me to and vice versa. So it, it, is, it is simple, but just getting through these things, is, it's, it's not easy. Right, and, and uh, nine is a complex system. I wish it was fewer. But it is what it is. <laughs> it's what it is. <laughs> it's it's now, a world Susan, you know. Had you gotten involved with the teaching of nine, everyone tuning in, we're talking to Martin and Susan Fisher, uh, and uh, honoring their tremendous body of work that touches uh, tens of thousands of lives and, and more across the globe. And you want to go to bodyofnine.com, correct? bodyof9.com and find out more and get your number done. I'm getting mine done as soon as I can get an appointment because I'm I'm all into being the best intentional spirit I can I can possibly be. But Susan, were you exposed to this work first when you were yes. talking about 20 years ago? You had taken a workshop or a course. Yeah, or, I was studying to be a coach. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, uh, I was uh, studying with the Coach Training Institute and it was at that time, part of their leadership program, they have a really excellent leadership program that's all designed around you knowing yourself. And this blew me away when I realized the power within me when mm. I got my natural number activated and that I could access that power very simply by lifting and expanding my chest. That I could, I could then access the gift that comes with living in this kind of earth suit. So my number six, my activation is at the center of the sternum, but I expand my intercostal muscles in between my ribs. And that allows me to actually feel the energy of anything that's in this space. Sixes are very present people. We don't have to do meditation to become present. We do meditation to become unpresent. But here in this moment where I live 99% of the time, I can tell you what's most alive and what's most important. And because I can synthesize all the inputs, I can feel all the, even all the people that are watching and taking that input in, I can also say this is the direction we need to go as a community, as, a, as humanity, or as just you and me, uh, Temple. It's, it's, I, love, and, and so, I love, I don't want to interrupt you, but I love oh, that. I love how you say these little, you kind of slide these little sound bites in. I'm hearing them. I love what you said about the six. 
you know, they don't need to meditate to be present. They're already present. I love that. Um, that because you don't hear that frame of reference, you know, very often because there are people that they're just prayed up. They're living in a space. Uh, my dog isn't one of them. We're going to see what happens with this, but please take it back. Keep talking. <laughs> so when I found my power, and then I got everybody in my world identified, all my family, my brothers, and my, my sisters, rather than how many brothers, and my children and my parents. And it just started to explain all of the ways they didn't understand me. You know, when I was a, a child, I had the opportunity to grow up in Europe and we would travel and we went to all the major cathedrals in Europe. And I would walk into these cathedrals and just be like, would take my breath away the power of the energy that is contained. They're designed to contain spiritual energy and it's just so big. And this would blow me away. And, and I would look at my mom and my dad and my sisters and they're like, they, I, I could see they, could, they had no idea what I was experiencing, or at least at, at, not at the level. So I've had experiences like that over and over in my life where I didn't understand how people couldn't feel what I felt. And this explained all those little stories that I had from my youth it explained how when I collapsed, how I couldn't function. It explained how I could get back to my power just through that simple expansion of my chest. And each of the natural numbers has its own version of that. So Martin is a five. He connects up from the top of his head. People who have natural number one connect through eye contact and through the throat. So each of the part, the different natural numbers have a different area, region of the body that's active. It's where the movement is centered. It's like if you're a two, you kind of rotate around the upper abs. And twos have really clear faces and bright eyes and create engagement like instantaneously. We've learned to do that. That's one of the ways we stay connected. We stop and we connect eye to eye, which is not natural for us. We've had to, we've had to learn this. We're happy sitting in a room all day long and never making any eye contact because we connect in different ways. So when you start to learn about all the nuance of the nine, how different we are, it's a, the differences between our natural numbers are bigger than race, culture, gender, sexuality, any of this stuff. You have no idea what it's like to live in a body that isn't like yours. And that we look at them and say, well, they must be feeling this thing that I feel, but it's, it's, it's an assumption that is just trips us up. So what you value and what, what you honor and what's important to you and what you care about and how you approach life and how you use language are completely based on and built off of this natural part of who you are. So I studied with the people who made the initial observations for nine years. And then Martin came back into, came back into my life and, we found our calling together. We actually went to Burning Man and gave this as the gift. And that was what started our research. And we did nine years of research sitting down or standing in front of 8,000 plus people, working hand to hand with every one of them. And then Martin would ask them questions like, what's it like to live in your body? What's, your, what's the fundamentals of your reality? And then we distilled that down into very specific words and specific ways of talking about each of the natural numbers so that it resonates completely with you. So if I describe six about feeling energy, about synthesizing energy, about uh, providing direction and power and energy, that only makes sense to people 
who have the same kind of body as me. And the rest of us don't really get it. They're like, what are you talking about? But I could talk about how my framework works and how I live in a framework and my job is to basically have really good empathy with people and see what is it they need me to tell them about what's going on. And that doesn't make any sense to the other nine. Right. Other way. So it, it's, it, this is a, it's a nine is such a complex number, but the concepts and what we've learned about each of them is relatively so simple, but it's so unique. It, yeah, and so different. And the, all, the only way that we've experienced so far what it's like to live in another person, another style of body, is to learn to activate those other areas of the body. So, you know, we can all try this one together. Stretch up the back of your neck and bring your chin a little forward. When you raise your chin, your eyes go from open to half closed. Mm -hmm. And now we can make eye contact with each other. And it creates a much more honoring, mm. source-filled connection. You can think about even sending energy with your throat. And it brings source energy into mm. our way of being. And you can but feel the shift. The moment in that, in that process, I'm very sensitive as the two of you mm. are. And I could just feel like we're in another time, we're in another place. This is very mm -hmm. ancient. I could feel it like, yeah. oh, where are we? Are we in Egypt? I'm not really sure, but we're definitely somewhere. That felt My so theory with that one is that wherever so we had a past life, that's where we connect. We connect into all of the lives we've shared together. It's yes. quite a little theory. <laughs> no, I'm with you on that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I felt that way as I was looking at, you know, some of your things. I didn't delve into it because I don't like to be influenced. You know, because then you pre-decide directions or, you know, whatever. But I was just like, I just feel like I know them. <laughs> you know, like, I, know you. I met them somewhere, but not in Ma Montana. <laughs> but, um, you know, somewhere along the way, I just, uh, or maybe I've seen you at a, did you ever do any of the expos in San Francisco, in the Bay Area, the big whole life expos? Years no, ago. we we've been we've been on the verge of going to those for a long time, and okay. I, you know, one of my goals is to go and be a speaker at Wisdom 2.0. And oh well, yeah. that's we just see that already happening. We call that in. Everyone, <laughs> go to bodyofnine.com. We're talking to uh, Martin and Susan Fisher about their incredible body of work, and take the time invest. You can change your energy, and your life will change. And it's from one act. Go to the website, make it happen. We'll be right back after this short break. Discover the power within. UnityOnlineRadio.org The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Reverend Temple Hayes. Back everyone, and wow, how timely! How timely as we are entering just a few weeks of the year, and I can only imagine. You know, some of you created some, you know, New Year resolutions. I don't really do those anymore. It's more about what to be intentional about, and that that's almost like an everyday job, at least over here. Um, but that being said, you know, often we set these new beginnings and we're all excited we're going to focus on our our weight or we're going to focus on working out or we're going to focus on more money in the bank or 
you know, more investments or, you know, whatever it may be, or, or being in love or rekindling the love that we're supposed to be enjoying and being in. And so bringing in, you know, Martin and Susan, they offer this, if I may, one-stop shop and you just get all, you know, blessed and aligned with the uh, body of nine. And you can go to bodyofnine.com. You can also always go to my Facebook and find out more about them, but go to their website. That's the main thing, bodyofnine.com and find out how to increase and to stay on track with your year of 2022. It's such a pleasure having the two of you. Thank you for being here. And this was an interesting start to the year. I think a lot of people experienced, you know, we have this expectation of the year getting started right in January. And I think January kind of went by the wayside. I think it was the universe was stirring things up. And mm-hmm. for, for us, the, 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 the energy of the new energy didn't really start until about two weeks ago. And it's been accelerating at an incredible pace mm-hmm. since then. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we're, we are launching new programs. Uh, we realize as two people, we can't reach the entire population of the world. So we're working diligently looking on for partners, looking for partners. We're partnering with coaches and holistic practitioners, people that are teaching, having training programs so that we can get this information and touch a lot more people. Because as we said, it's not just um, getting identified. That's the first step on a journey. So how do I, uh, you know, weed through what's my personality versus my nature? Yeah. How do I learn to rely more specifically on the aspects of my nature that I, I love? You know, you were saying letting our soul lead. And when our mm-hmm. soul leads, actually our nature is, is leading. There's a merging of the body, mind, and soul that happens when you activate your natural number. And talking about that and intentionality one of the things we do is that we actually guarantee that people that are identified will feel happier and more in alignment with themselves within six months and no one has yet come back and said that hasn't happened because <laughs> we're not daring them but yeah, because <laughs> it, it's, it, it, you start at the beginning of the year it's like well this is what i should be doing and should is such an awful phrase and it's very much raised around your nurture not your nature so for me it's natural number five i have a body I pay attention to it, but it's not really what drives me. And the odd numbers are a little bit more like me. The even numbers are much more body-based. They pay more attention to the body. And there's, there's hundreds of little things like that, that if you know who your nature is, if you know what it is, as we've said, your superpower, you can learn and you can manifest with that rather than trying to be something you're not. Because if you look at how your brothers and sisters are working, and many of us have an older way younger siblings, like, wow, I wish I was more like them. Well, you're not. And you're never going to be. And you're never going to be. <laughs> So learning how to be you, being honored for who you are. And again, your parents are not like you. The chances of you being honored by your parents is tiny. And that's a shame because we can be so much better than the people that our parents thought we could be just because we are different. And our children, I mean, just being able to help your children and recognize who they are and honor them from the early age so that they're not misunderstood, so that you can say, I know this happened to you, but that person's not like you. And you don't have to take what they say on board because that's them, not you. Right. So it's it's powerful both in love relationship and as a parent. It completely changed how I parented my three daughters. They each wow. needed something completely different. And up to that point, I kind of was off base. And even still, I'm still learning about how they're in their 20s now. And I found out their national numbers when they were four and six and eight. And 
Uh, even still to this day, I still learn more about how to support them even better. And our relationship has grown into these beautiful adult connections. And we are, it, it's, it's, I'm so grateful to know this about them because otherwise I would just say, what's wrong with you crazy girls? <laughs> right. Well, right. Too easy to yeah. do that, right? And, and I changed the relationship with my mother because understanding who she is finally, I could actually see her for who she is, not who she pretends to be. And, you know, she's, she grew up in a time where you know, little boys should be seen and not heard, and it wasn't okay to share your emotions. Doesn't mean she doesn't have emotions. She has very strong emotions. But mm -hmm. I can actually talk to her with those emotions now because I know who she is rather than who she sort of, the image that she tries, tries to project. And we have a much stronger, deeper relationship now than we ever had. So the ability... It's never too late to heal those relationships. Yeah. yeah, when I found out my natural number... I finally went back to my dad and said, Dad, I know you've wanted me to be this way, this way, and this way, and I'm just not going to do it anymore. I love you. I honor you, but I'm not going to try to meet your expectations. I'm going to meet my expectation. And honestly, from that day forward, he was like, you go, girl. You're awesome. And, and it, was, it was incredible to, to have that honoring of who I was at that core and level. It's never, well, never I, I can't possibly come up with the thought coming through me right now why anyone wouldn't want to know the body of my I mean, we, like, we agree with you but we don't know check, why check <laughs> check 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 like this ought to be like all over the globe it's like what what's that, the that's our goal it, it, it makes such that's a difference our goal. and i think it's new nobody has ever said to you you weren't on it when you were growing up you may know it and i think some earlier you'd said you know our bodies know it yeah. and We've yet to meet someone that we've correctly identified that has not said, you know, this is all completely new. I don't get it. There's always a, yes, you're right. This is me. Right. How do you know? How do you know this about me? Yeah. We get that all the time. Yeah. Well, I definitely know I wasn't. You know, I definitely wasn't. <laughs> I know that. You know, and no so, matter how hard your parents yeah. try. No, yeah. they don't understand. Because right. we don't know that people are living in differently, operationally different bodies. Like your right. body does not function the way my body does. So you're just not getting information that I'm getting and vice versa. And that is like the most profound mm -hmm. yet very, very simple piece of information. Because mm -hmm. the assumption that we get the same information, on one hand, we know we never do because we can all be sitting in the same room and, and experiencing the same thing. And then we describe it completely differently afterwards. We know that's just a, a, an affirmation of the truth of this. Um, and this explains why that happens and yes. how that can happen. It, the, it, it seems, at least to me, that the majority of what goes on in the world is either unknowing or willful misunderstanding. Mm. And the understanding comes because literally the words that you're speaking only make sense to one out of nine people around you. And so uh, just being curious about, okay, what is my interaction with this person like? What is it that they are hearing and why aren't they hearing what I say well okay i can actually adjust what i say so that they can hear me better that's what we do all the time the two of us when we work with people is that we have to adjust the pace of what we do and how we use our eyes and the message and the words and i can change from my normal fiveness to where i now move sitting here in natural number four where my pace is slower but i'm actually trying to build a much more deep and intimate relationship mm. with the audience because it's easier sometimes to be heard when it's a simple, deep, intimate relationship. But if I go back to five, you know, my pace changes, my words change, and the tone changes. So my entire reality shifts just with a simple body movement. And yet 
some of my some of the audience just heard me for the first time, and now the audience says, "Well, what's he talking about?" So, <laughs> this ability to broadcast on nine different frequencies—it's a game changer. And imagine how it would be if everybody, when they were born, they knew what their natural number was, because we can tell pretty much straight out straight at birth. And then you go to school, everyone honors you for who you are, not what the teacher thinks you should be. Mm-hmm. Honors how you do homework. Honors who the people you are with. Honors. Because you know, some natural numbers find it easy to be at school. Other natural numbers hate being at school. And so, you know. And they need very different things. Yeah. You know, twos and sixes, they move all the time. We just move, move, move. And being told to sit still. You know, I was told to be quiet and to slow down my whole life long. It's like, no. I can't, I'm not, no. <laughs> and that just negated who I was. You know, I was like, no, I'm actually fast and loud and powerful. And to own that was... Uh, it's just a relief, but I've also learned, as Martin was showing, it's like how do I use other parts of my body to create different impact, mm-hmm. so I can activate it, the fore area of my body and 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 be deeper in connection, and more aware, more physical contact. Than yeah. before. And I want to reassure everybody that we're not trying to put people into buckets in. Everybody can do everything, but how you do it. It's going to be very much dependent on your natural number. You can be a surgeon. You can be a rocket scientist. You can be anything. Pick anything you do, and your natural number is going to not, not going to stop you doing that. It's no, not. it's only going to help you. Yes. And it will be the way that leads you to do that as yes. well. That will, will be, it will be the source of the deep strength and power and impact that you have in whatever job you choose to do. Mm-hmm. And a little funny, funny tidbit, if you will, is that one of the things we like to do is we like to look at actors and people on the screen and say, well, what's, this is the natural number we think that person is because you can see how they move and you mm-hmm. can see you know, what words they use and that kind of in interviews. And one of the things we found, which is really curious, is that when you get an actor in an autobiography, for example, um, Johnny Cash's autobiography, uh, for example, if you get an actor that is trying to be somebody and has the same natural number as the person they're trying to represent, that person often gets awards. They get Oscars and Golden oh, Globes. Oh, right. That makes a lot but, of sense. But if, right, they, but if they're not the same, if they're not the same natural number, then people it, don't. I was like, oh, it's not a good movie. Steve Jobs, we were pretty sure was a seven, and there's been two biopics. Three, 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 three biopics from Steve Jobs. Yeah. And one actor was a seven, and he did really well. The other actors weren't sevens, and they just didn't come across nearly so well. No, they weren't convincing as Steve Jobs, right. but like as uh, Ashton Kutcher played. He's a seven also, and Steve Jobs is a seven. So he became the most believable Steve Jobs out there. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. other guy was a three, and he was being, you could see three is about joy and the expression of joy in the world. And he, you could see this guy trying to suppress his joy to be, look more like a seven. And it was just like, oh, that, that's not really fun. <laughs> so it's really strange that to some extent, we, we as human beings read bodies mm-hmm. and this is the first time with Body of Nine that we've actually been able to get this person. Okay, this is why, and this is giving ideas, giving answers to why our bodies the way they are. It's really strange, but it seems to work. Yes, That's we have amazing. a lot of evidence. It's amazing. A lot of evidence. We've, we've worked with all nationalities, all races, or, yeah, I think so, yeah. and uh, different cultures. It doesn't matter. Everybody's got a natural number. And you have more in common with somebody that shares your natural number that lives in the in Central Africa at some level than you do with anybody in your family. And we don't know why the numbers don't repeat. It's just the way it is. And there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of we don't knows here. And we, don't try, we try not to make the answers up for that because 
We literally don't know. We don't know. We only know what we've observed from our research from nine years of working with over 8,000 people. And it's uh, it's powerful. It's repeatable. As you're also also talking about it, I was thinking about having been an orator for 30 years and a, a speaking coach. I believe that unconsciously, totally unconsciously, because we haven't done our numbers and we're going to, yay. Um, It seems that I am in front of a room doing some of the numbers, right? I actually want to speak. I'm unaware of it, but I start out like, woo, you know, here we go, you know, miss six or whatever the number is of, you know, the energy and the shock or the whatever first seven seconds. And then in a little while I start getting calmer and people are leaning in, you know? And so um, I I bet that's exciting too, is to, to teach people to use it like in a particular field um, that they can use in the corporations or in front of uh, people. And I find that that makes perfect sense about, uh, I just love that. That ought to be part of the audition process. And uh, I know, right? Yeah. We would love that. We have to call that in because that would be, why wouldn't it be? Because I've had that experience that it could be, you know, a documentary or something about a person everyone knows, like Princess Diana, for example, one place and it's like, I don't resonate at all. And the other person's like, you know, now I, I get it. It wasn't a skill. It's right. the energy of the number. Right. Exactly. And sports is the other area where this makes a huge difference. For example, most of the professional rock climbers have natural number three or natural number seven, almost exclusively, because they have huge upper body strength. One. one. Some ones, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but anything where the upper body strength is important, it determines how people go into a particular field. We worked with a hockey team a few years ago. And they rearranged where people were playing based on their natural numbers. And they got to be more successful. So, wow. This, in performance. In performance, yeah. Knowing this, this in performance enhances the level of performance. It happens. It, it, it is everywhere. And, you know, as you said, there's nothing that doesn't get better once you know your natural number. It's really strange. Right. In the workplace, you know, I, if you have a... Uh, there was one man that I worked with at one point, And I, to this day, I'm like, I never understood what he did or what it was about. And, and we just were like oil and water. When I look back now, I was like, Oh, I, he was probably this natural number. That would make a lot more sense. And, and, but we could never communicate because I didn't know this at the time. And it was a real problem for both of us in the workplace. Yeah, We've worked with a bunch of companies and there were some natural numbers that require a very different kind of support. And you know, these companies that we work with are now, they think the communication's better because they understand each other and they know how to support the people at their fundamental level. And it, it's, it just makes it all easier. Yeah, it does make it all easier. We've just been invited back to the Health and Human Services Department at Montana State University here in Bozeman to come back and re-identify the rest of their staff. We did them three years ago, and now their staff has all changed. And they're like, no, no, we need everybody here to know. So, you know, it, it really makes a difference and adds a richness to our human relationship, to our ability to understand each other through the body um, that enhances our experience of life. Instead of like looking at, you know, I, I have a daughter, she's a natural number two. And 
oh my God, you know, her relationship need versus my relationship need are completely different. And neither of them are wrong. No, just different. And so I have to really amp up my relationship energy and my engagement energy when she, when I'm talking to her. She wants me to pay attention. She wants me to listen. She wants me to stay in the engagement of the connection where I just kind of want to knit and listen, you know, <laughs> and, right, right. but we've learned, you know, how to be with each other rather than demand something like, well, I'm tired. I, I can't give her that level of engagement energy that she's looking for. And so she's learned to be a little more gentle with me. And I've learned to be a little more engaging with her and that helps our relationship. No end. That's incredible. Incredible. I'm sure you have many, many stories, but do one or two come to mind of either a relationship or work or finances yeah. or manifesting? One of my favorites is we were at Birdie Man a few years ago, and both of us spent a lot of time in another energy. I spent a lot of time in natural number two, and Susan spent a lot of time in natural number one. And as my normal number is natural number five, which is very much about getting stuff done and just focusing straight ahead. And I was driving home, as I normally do, just looking at the boat. But, a, a large RV, I'll know. Yes. <laughs> and coming home this time, my natural number two said I needed to connect to the person sitting next to me. So I was driving down the road, talking, driving, talking, and everyone in the RV was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Keep looking at the road. <laughs> Keep driving on the road, Martin. What's wrong with you? But my two-ness was, was encouraging me to just connect to somebody so instead engaging. of working, just keep engaging. And mm-hmm. so... Once you embody an energy, a different one that, that is sort of not yours... For an extended period of time, you begin to understand what it's like to live in that body. You know, that, that same Burning Man, I, we identified 120 natural number ones over nine days. So I wow. was standing in front of 10 plus natural number ones a day of the 100 people. A tenth were, or, oh, well, it's more than that. Um, and I got so deeply into one. For the first time when we left, I felt the pain that people of national number one feel in when, when our relationships end, when, and, and not that I'm not talking a love relationships. I'm just talking about, I've had a beautiful connection with you. And it's a painful thing when we disconnect from each other. Ones understand that we are connected at that source level, at that infinite, in that infinite way over many lifetimes. And, 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 and it's timeless and infinite. And in that place, we can accept each other so clearly and honor each other so deeply. But when that goes away, when that connection goes away, that's painful. And we return to our everyday way of being. Our persona is leading us through, just not available for that deep, deep honoring connection. And so I understood for the first time why so many natural number ones actually truly feel pain from the disconnection of us as human beings to each other. And that's, that's real, that's out there, that's part of the world and the life for people who have natural number one that the other natural numbers really do not understand. Mm-hmm. And so my compassion level for people of natural number one shifted completely after that experience and my ability to be with them. And to remember, all beings need to be honored. That's what they're up there teaching us, is we need to honor each other as equally important and equal, equally valuable, every single one of us. And you know, and having that land in my body in such a powerful way was absolutely life-changing. Wow. I feel that in your heart. I feel that all the way through. I've came through. Woo! (laughs) Get out the cleanest. (laughs) Yeah, we've been really lucky. 
the reason we can do what we do is we've been supported. We're standing on the shoulders of many, many giants. And a lot of those giants are the people that have let us see them. Because we don't make this stuff up. We listen to what people tell us. And people show us they're most vulnerable. Because some of the things we can say is that natural number sevens, people literally don't understand how much people of natural number seven care. But no one knows. And so every time we get a gift from someone of a, that we're identifying, and we still always learn from the people we're working with, then we pass that on. And so what we do is the result of input from seven, 8,000 people that have been willing to be vulnerable in front of us and help us understand their reality. Because it would be so easy for people to say, well, thank you very much, and just leave without sort of giving the gift back. But most of the people we work with have been really, really open and generous with the gift of who they are. Mm-hmm. And that's, we, we couldn't do what we do unless the people that brought us here, helped us get here, were that open and vulnerable and, and generous. Right. So, you know. And the process is that someone contacts you from the mm-hmm. website and they set up an appointment with you and they... Yeah. And they discover their main number, yes? And then um, how does one get to know and the familiarity with another, uh, with the other numbers? Or So there's, we do a lot of things to support that. We have yes. a number of videos. Uh, we have obviously the two books. But we also have what we call pearls of wisdom. So if, when you identify it either on your own or in a couple or in a family, then we can send you daily little one-line reminders about what it's like to be you so that, you can say, okay, I remember that my number two daughter needs to be looked at every day or don't say goodbye without saying goodbye. And so there's a whole lot of things that we do mm. to support people after they've been identified. And as Susan said, we're working with a bunch of coaches and practitioners and trainers so that they can keep the long-term relationship going because it's very hard for us to keep the relationship with the 80,000 people that we've identified. Of course, yes. Yeah. And, but it's just a question of, well, we can touch everyone every day and just remind them what amazing gift they have just by being them and it's a journey right so the first thing you know is okay i'm a natural number of six what does that mean so how do i how do i understand what part is my nature and what part is my nurture because they're very very different parts of us and the the nurture layers on the nature and unfortunately way too often it closes that down so this is a gentle reopening through your physicality and your awareness to the nature and it. it's a kind of re-emerging of the, the soul and the mind, the body, the spirit into, into who you're meant to be. And, and so that's a journey. Oh, so our programs for our coaches and holistic practitioners is to be there to sort support people on that journey. So they add it to, they add this understanding of their healing modalities to make those healing modalities make more sense to people. They can talk to the people they're working with in a way that, that can be heard. So having support uh, you know, yes, we have our website, we have our social media, we have our books, we have our videos, we have our pearls of wisdom. We also have training programs. So if you really want to learn to activate all nine numbers in your body, which is the true evolutionary aspect of this work, you will evolve into a being that you were not before. You will start mm-hmm. to use all of the parts of your body, expand your perceptive abilities. That's evolutionary. And it gives you an advantage in all of your relationships your way of being, and ultimately a peace and a happiness within that doesn't rely on anything in the outside world. It's really hard to live in a world where you're scared all the time, and this takes that fear away. Mm -hmm. And we really believe that the world will be a better place once most people know about it. Yes, we do. 
That's why we do it. One of the ways we're controlling the world today is through fear and misinformation. And we all know that that's going on all around us. So how do we know what to believe? How do we know what's true? We're constantly getting knocked off our center. And when you can't reconnect to your center, you, it's very hard to, to find your own truth within all of the information that's out there. But as it turns out, reconnecting to your center is a very simple physical process. Yes. For me, I just connect up. And I just expand my chest. And we connect mm -hmm. back to who we are. Our truth mm -hmm. comes through. Then you can make your decisions. This essentially activates what I like to call your conscious observer. Once your conscious observer is active, you can see what's happening. What does my behavior mean? We have all these deep-seated belief systems that underlie our behaviors and our choices. And when they're unconscious, we're not making conscious choice. When we're not making conscious choice, stuff happens to us. You can't be intentional you can't, if you don't have an intention. And you can't manifest if you don't know what it is you're trying to manifest. Mm -hmm. And if you're trying to manifest something that somebody has told you you should be manifesting, but really it's not true to you. The universe is not going to do it. It's not going to happen. So this enables you to get back to like, okay, Susan, who are you? Okay, I know this is how I want to be. This is what I want to, to manifest when I'm connected to my physical being. And that's lined up with everything. Then I can sit here and I can be in the energy of the space and articulate. And I can look at the underlying belief systems. You know, I held... A belief system that is commonly out there for women that my worth was related to my weight and my beauty and my age. Wow. Right? This is amazing. Uh, we need to have part two soon. <laughs> Please come back. I look forward to hearing from you because I definitely am very excited about knowing my number. <laughs> we'll sort that out soon. Yes, we will. What a blessing. Everyone go to bodyof9.com. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.